Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Erin Miller. Good morning. Erin is actually featured in our lifestyle book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Erin, I'm so excited to be here at Camp Fino here in the middle of Healdsburg. Caught up with one another, and I'm excited to be seeing down with you today. Yeah, we're in the heart of Healdsburg here. Yeah, we <laughs> it's are. kind of the mecca of wine for here, for Healdsburg's restaurants. At lunch hour. So it's a little, a little bustling here on a Friday afternoon, but I'm um, so excited to be here with you today. Thank you. So let's jump in. Okay. Um, so tell me, what was your first full-time job ever? That is a, a, a fun question going back many, many years. Um, I really wanted to get into the medical industry, and I always wanted to be a doctor. And so I worked in an endocrinologist's office. Um, so I was just there, kind of a lab, no, sorry, not lab, um, office gopher but mostly file clerk and right. I got to interact with the doctors and speak with them and learn a lot about termino- language, um, terminology, vocabulary, just how to organize an off doctor's office. It was it was a great experience. Um, simultaneously I worked um, as a as a person for the Talbot's back room. So I did the shipping um, and kind of building of the Santa Rosa store back way back when I think it was 1994 95 um, and that was just a really kind of odd job okay but so that was those were your first full-time jobs yeah at the same um, time <laughs> my gosh when did you get the wine bug when did you know you wanted to be a winemaker I don't think it was until after college when I was uh, going to the Peace Corps and I was kind of saddled with a lot of school loans, student loans. And my cousin had mentioned, um, why don't you come back home to Sonoma County or to Napa County next door and um, consider just paying back some of your student loans by working a harvest. So you work really, really long hours. You work probably six or seven days a week. You don't do anything other than eat, sleep, go to work kind of thing. And um, and I thought, wow, what a better way to get a jump start on paying back my student loans before volunteering for the Peace Corps. And so I did that. And I think I worked every harvest since then. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you became a winemaker and you've worked for a variety of wineries. Talk to me about that experience and that profession. It's, it's been very diverse. I, um, it really suits me in a lot of ways because I really like the confluence of the art and the science, the math, the um, biology, the chemistry, even the physical sciences, um, the, the physical um, dynamics. Um, and I really find winemaking to be uh, an apprenticeship, an artistic expression. Uh, so it's, it's, really your style is manifested through who you've worked um, under and what you've assumed, what, you, what you've brought into your uh, philosophies um, through that. And so I've 
worked, I started in the Napa Valley. I worked predominantly with Cabernet and Merlot and the Bordeaux varietals. But um, it was while working in the vineyards that I really kind of found the Pinot um, I call it, I'm, I, I, I'm a self-proclaimed Pinophile, so I really, really appreciate uh, p- working with Pinot Noir and exploring Pinot Noir. So I've I built my career working around Pinot Noir predominantly. That's not to say that I haven't worked with Italian varietals or varietals from the Rhone. Um, I, I really find wine to be um, something to explore. So I have to ask, Conquest. do you have a favorite vineyard to make Pinot Noir from? Hmm. That's a really good idea, or a good question. Um, I think I would say it's more a regional thing. I find coastal Pinot Noir to be very, very um, beguiling. It's very challenging to work with. It's, I mean, I th- I'd imagine as a vineyard owner, it would be even more challenging um, just to get what you need out of it, the prop, yeah. yeah, the farming and getting the crop and things like that. I mean, as a winemaker, it's hard to get the crop that I want out of it. But um, when you're working with an exceptional Pinot Noir vineyard, so just for the soils, but also having that um, synergy with the the grower who's just magnificent, um, it really makes a difference. And so having that expression of the site, the time, and the people and the the grape be the the that expression is is really unique so i i i could name a few vineyards i guess but i it's more just about working with coastal pinot noir i really appreciate so coastal pinot noir i'll give you that that's okay <laughs> is there a top career moment that you can tell us about so far that you can share yeah i think um I think the people that I've worked under and worked with and work and and shared my pursuit of making fine wine with has been the highlight of my career and it's really touched me. And so I like I alluded to earlier the wine industry can be very theoretical and very um, kind of recipe based but it can also be uh, an art artistic expression it can be more of an apprenticeship it can be more of someone's touch their fine nuanced touch and um those people that i've worked under has been the highlight those people that have touched me but i've also um, been touched by um really make a difference so i would say that the um mentors that i've been fortunate to care for me and and help me see wine making in a different light right really really make a difference okay how would you describe an Aaron Miller wine what makes an Aaron Miller wine oh that's I mean. fun because we've we've shared a little bit of wine and yes. we've also um, been able to describe wine a little bit through the book and through the the um, importance of pairing it with food and that's that's something that I think is paramount to me is that you bring a wine to the table to share and to break bread with and that uh, pairing is really such I mean and it's and I see meals as not just paired with one wine but paired with many wines because there's many flavors and there's many people and there's many so it's it's really um, 
food is number one. So being able to have, be a food-friendly wine. So that often means not dominating the food. So not being too high alcohol, not being too extracted, not being too, um, too overt, which is um, something to be said. Um, and I, I think also to really be an expression of place. So not to be ubiquitous across the winemaker's portfolio, but to be unique for that vintage and to be unique for that place. Um, so I often say a little bit more delicate or a little bit more um, nuanced, uh, lower alcohol, um, the idea that it would complement. What drives you as far as making wine? I mean, what keeps you going? What motivates you? Huh, that's an interesting question. I haven't, I don't think I've thought of my career in that way. Um, I, I'm a very curious person and I'm a very inquisitive person being different, very different ideas or thoughts to me. But, um, I think the idea that wine is ever changing and that it should be something different year to year and it should be something different place to place. Um, so how you tease that out of the wine and how you make that be um, something that somebody wants to come back to because I don't want you as my friend and as my um, customer to only buy my wine once. What's the point in that? It, I, I want you to like the wine and come back. And so making something based on what the vintage gives you or making something based on what the site gives you and then trying to share. And Lure you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so wine is, is also a teaching moment in some ways. And my mom is a teacher and I'm surrounded by teachers. And I think teaching is, I'm not very good at it, but it's something so important in our life and it extends to my family too. Um, so wine encompasses just the wine industry and, and wine encompasses so many aspects of our life. And if you can draw those threads together, you get to see this beautiful fabric of, of what the wine industry can be, of what wine can be. So, so you have taken a hiatus a little bit. You've got a, a newborn. What's yes. on the horizon <laughs> for you? Well, um, yes, I took a little break. I took a brief um, hiatus from my job as a winemaker because I hadn't done that with my other children. And um, I realized I was missing something. It, it took me a little while to realize that. Um, you know, uh, hindsight, they always say it's 2020, but I think it was a gift in some ways. Um, it's to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a struggle to be a mother too. <laughs> right. It's a parent, I guess, not just a mother. It's just a, it's hard to be a parent, but it's um, been such a nice thing. Um, but it hasn't stopped me from being a part of the wine industry. So even though I wasn't working f with a formal contract for making wine, I um, did pursue making wine this harvest. So 2019, I made a heart wine. I also have taken on a little bit of a side job um, working in vineyards, ma managing a vineyard. Um, and I'm just seeing where that will take me right now. Um, I, I was just reflecting on my career and my position right before you arrived. And um, I can't see myself falling out of the wine industry by choice, no matter what I'm doing to get paid or to 
uh, my daily kind of activity. Um, I think I'll always carry a piece of the wine industry as part of my daily activities, my life. Um, so whether or not that's um, like my dream of owning a vineyard and, and growing the grapes and making some wine, um, or if it's uh, taking on another full-time winemaking position, uh, well, yes, to be seen. Uh, you asked me if I was a consultant earlier, and I, I say uh, there are a lot of consultants in the wine industry. Um, I mean, is, what, what would you like? the future to hold for you yeah for sure I would like to would you like to be a consultant would you like to have your own brand you know what what do you I think first and foremost I'd really like wine to remain a um, keystone part of my family and my my culture um, because I find that to be so healthy and so good for not only my my friends and family, but also just the, I think it's a good industry. I think it's a really important part of our life. And even though it's a non-essential part of life, mm -hmm. it's really important. Um, and so it, it slows us down a little bit and gives us time to sit and eat and enjoy. Um, but I, I see myself wanting to continue that slow down, incorporating um, more family time. So like I said, hopefully at some point soon owning a property that I can um, farm and manage and also um, make wine. <laughs> there, we got um, it. We finally got it. Oh, back. no, for sure. I, okay. I, I don't see myself um, stepping away from winemaking, but okay. I... So make your own wine. Potentially. We'll <laughs> Potentially. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You talked about the point of wine and food being so important and allows us to slow down expand upon that why do you think that's so important well for instance i'm enjoying a glass of my friend's wine um it's the let's talk about it what is it it's the um Catalia sauvignon blanc so bibiana gonzalez rev makes this wine and it's just a beautiful expression of sauvignon blanc um i was making sauvignon blanc with Tumi sellers and i think this is is Equally as good. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's okay. very nice. And so, in other words, like, it's so much fun to know a little bit about the wine and know a little bit about the person and know a little bit about the year that it was picked. Um, and it, it, that, that um, knowledge can be as simple as what, was, what were you doing in 2018 right. when this wine was picked? Um, so that's why wine is such a momentous, like, but we were talking about wine and food and why that that encourages us to slow down and the importance of that. Oh, I think simply just because, um, well, I think in the American culture in the U.S., it's become uh, wine is seen as a celebratory thing. So not everyone enjoys wine, but as we've been able to um, educate people on how to consume wine responsibly with food and how to explore the flavors and nuances of food and wines. Um, and that's, that's really what I find my task to be is to, to share wines that I love with my family and my friends and have um, those recipes come out and, and think about also, I, I, not a history buff, but I love history and I, I think that's a, really interesting um, aspect of food and wine and um, 
where recipes came from historically in families and how they were passed down, but as well as like what you consumed with those with those foods and those recipes, those meals. Um, well, it's certainly what we tried to do in our book. Yeah, feature family recipes, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, and so, they're beautiful. Oh, Very you're great. kind. So you talked about the fact that you've got a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc here. How did you choose to order what you did? Getting back to oh. the food and wine. Is this going to be the perfect pairing? Oh, well, I I actually think so. Um, <laughs> so what did you order? <laughs> so I ordered a banh mi. It's the banh mi special from Campofino. And it is um, a duck liver pate and then sopressetta, I believe. And then um, pickled onions and carrots. And then um, it's traditionally, I, I want to say it's a Vietnamese dish. Oh. So this seems like... Um, Vietnam and France coming together <laughs> in some ways. That's an um, interesting combination for sure. <laughs> right. And and I think um, duck liver with I white love duck or liver. Red, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's delicious. And I think so that fatty um, character of duck liver paired with the kind of crisp acidity of both the pickled vegetables, but also more importantly, the, the Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Blanc, which has that floral character. Mm-hmm. So it really just envelops your senses, I feel like. Um, well, we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. But I, I think wait. one of the, not to, maybe you'll, um, there's a podcast and we're, we're doing a podcast, but right. it's called um, uh, Dinner Party Download. Mm-hmm. And Dinner Party Download does this beautiful um, entry to creating a dinner party on a podcast. And so they uh, tell you about a wine or a drink that you can make and the historical origin of that wine or drink. Oh, so there's a lot of um, mixologists that have a drink that they like, but then they have explored where it came from culturally. And I think that has been a very um, poignant part of my wine expression just um, my edification, I guess, in in how I um, explore wines because wines are that moment, so that vintage, that opening of the bottle, but they are also the past and where they came from and why we grow grapes here in California and where they came from. Yeah, and why we grow them in Sonoma County. And they've been grown in Sonoma County for hundreds of years now, and um, it's a really special place to be able to grow something for so long. One last question about your career. Do you think you will always live and work in Sonoma County? Would you ever consider Napa, Central Coast, Oregon, Washington? I have. Um, I've, I've worked in all of those places. Um, and I, I do. I'm a, I'm a traveler at heart. As I said, I'm curious. Right. Um, so I, I do love to go out um, but what I have found, especially having a family, is that I love coming home too. So, and Sonoma in some County's ways, home. in some ways, I'm sorry. Um, in some ways, I feel like Sonoma County kind of has the best of all worlds. I mean, it has the coast. It has, um, you know, a, you know, hotter regions, and, and it, it has an agricultural yeah. community that can support itself. I mean, it's a it's it has a, a lot of diversity it's from close a growing to a city. Um, so it offers, yeah a lot of cultural um, I think 
but for so grape no, growing, it has a variety. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Yes, I should that's go back what to I, that. Yeah, but that's no, what grape growing wise. Um, yeah, it has Sonoma, a lot of diversity. Oh, absolutely. More, I think, more than most places. Yeah, that's why I think um, it almost has everything. Yeah. I, so people look at the Willamette Valley, not not to knock the Willamette Valley, have, but the Willamette Valley the is four counties. It's a right. huge Oh, AVA I know. That's my third book. Where, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is, I have to say, um, very, very different than Sonoma County having a coastal climate and mountainous climate, valley climate that's very interior and warm. Um, so growing Zinfandel, but also Cabernets to compete with right. other Cabernet growing regions. So anyway, um, the, I think, <laughs> the, I think the, um, the uniqueness of Sonoma County I first learned of when I was living in Sonoma County as a teenager and studying California geography and that we're one of the largest counties. We're also one of the most diverse counties and we are one of the most self-sustaining counties. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, that I didn't know. Hmm. Okay. No, not to yeah, Brag toot our horns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're Listen. not that great. <laughs> Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine, and at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by. Check out over 8,000 bottles and see why those who know wine always drink interesting at Total Wine and More. Well, let's let's move on to your personal life. Oh, gosh. Because we've spent quite a bit of time on your career. So you live in Healdsburg. Yes. And Healdsburg is so charming. But I have <laughs> to ask, all the places in Sonoma County, as we've just talked about, you know, it's a big place. Um, how did you choose Healdsburg? It was a bit of serendipity. Um, I My first job after uh, going to get my master's in viticulture and enology, I um, landed a job here in Healdsburg. So um, I grew up in Santa Rosa, not that far away. But now, <laughs> with how many more people and traffic and everything, it's 20 minutes away. Right. So um, at that time, I was able to find a house and a job all in Healdsburg and I was like oh this is perfect and my husband coincidentally works here as well in Healdsburg rides his bike to work every day it's just it's a very nice community um, but it took me a little while to figure that out because I love the city too so I love the cultural connections and I love going to music and art and different events well you just whiz down 101 and you're there <laughs> Minus the traffic, yeah. <laughs> Bay Area is getting in inundated. Yeah, that's but. true. And you got you have to be strategic on when you leave to go to yeah. the city for yeah. sure. But no, so I mean, Healdsburg, and in the time that I've grown up in Sonoma County, um, it has completely changed. Uh, it's uh, used to be known more as like kind of the rural, more country right. life, and I think there is that, but with the glamour and charm of of country life mm -hmm. um so it's it's a very tourist destination now and it brings so many a Visitors, wealth right. but it brings a wealth of opportunities and great things so excellent world-class food amazing wines right. 
I mean, wonderful people. It's a very, like you said, it's a very charming it community. Is. It was so well planned out to the city. Yeah, it's this a whole town. It's not really a city. <laughs> We're in agreement. You know, Healdsburg's over the Cute. top charming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to live here? If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What's your color scheme? What's your decorating style? I know you have a few kiddos, so there's probably some toys around. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably give myself too much credit. I, 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 there's, um, I think. Everybody has some kind well, of style. Well, I think, I think one of my friends described it best is that they said, oh, your, your house is so warm. Like it's a, it's a, it's a home and it, it has Cozy. elements of your, of your travels and elements of your family and elements of, um, I've, I love gardening and I, I find viticulture to be so important. So right. uh, our garden is huge and we spend actually a lot of the year eating outside um, because we have a very small house. But <laughs> um, it's so not about the size. Well, no, but it's more it's more as I it's less um, I intentionally decorated than um, just bringing the pieces that are important to, you. to myself and my husband so uh, talk to our about family. talk so. about a piece or two um that's important well to you. there's some art that i have um from an artist that i met when i was living in santa barbara county um todd anderson and his art is is really special to me because it is expressions of landscape so almost expressions of terroir through an artist's lens and they're all I think oil paintings but then he also makes the frames and they're they're very pretty and one was gifted to me by my uh, mentor and winemaker Sashi Mormon when I was working with Eveningland Vineyards and um, Domaine de la Cote and he just captured the piece of art that I love the most and so it was it was really very very nice um so those are important to me, as well as we have a lot of pieces from um, Madagascar that my husband um, brought back from his Peace Corps experience. And we have, um, I think, piece antiques from my family and things like that that are important to us. So, What's the color scheme in your home? Natural wood. Wood is okay, uh, my husband's... Okay, my wood, but Well, but my, my husband's... Um, not, not that this says anything, but my husband's... Uh, a, Carpenter, oh, so he—I okay. mean, not my profession, but that's his—he can do that, and so he built our whole kitchen out. Oh my um, gosh! But out of amazing, he built all the wood faces and everything on, you know, all the cupboards and the dishwasher and everything. How so fabulous! It's beautiful, but you know, the grain of the wood is evident, and all the color is there. And then he—he, um, he, uh, I think, has also restored some of his family's. Um, antiques so the the natural wood of the tape our dining room table is there and then I have a piece from my great aunt that um, survived the 1906 earthquake oh. in San Francisco so very I mean, there's, cool there's things like that that are very special to us but so there's a lot of wood but then there's um, just it's a small house artwork okay <laughs> is there a is there something unusual about you that people might be surprised to learn do you speak a second language do you collect something unusual do you have a hobby <laughs> oh i would never divulge if i collect something unusual. <laughs> um no but i um i would encourage people to get the book because i think oh, that come is on, that's not something unusual <laughs> that is unusual no. i don't share that with everyone um the book's I, not officially 
out yet, but by the time this airs, it will be. Um, no, so I did ballet. So I, um, for many, many, many years in my life, and I uh, have all my point shoes. So I have almost every single point shoe that I've ever had in my life. I even have a pair of point shoes that I still put on occasionally. My it kids are like, one of ah. the most amazing things about you. I was so, when I learned that about you, I was like, oh my gosh, a winemaker who is an experienced ballerina. I miss ballet. I, and that, that is actually something, I mean, I, I think that is something people would be shocked to learn. Right. I showed off your picture to <laughs> another winemaker earlier today. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they probably were lying. I'll tell you about that early, uh, later. <laughs> offline. Offline. <laughs> um, but no, so that's that's one of the things. Um, uh, well, you know, we, this is a teaser, so everybody gets the book. So you can see her in her toe shoes in the book. It's, it's the most beautiful shot of Aaron. I mean, Aaron's adorable anyways and a spectacular winemaker. So you should be buying her wine, but you need to buy nice. the book just to see her and her toe shoes it's, I think it's also a testament to your expression your artistic expression. it's a beautiful book it's well a really you got a sneak book. peek okay <laughs> I did you're too no, kind I did I did get a sneak you, peek you are I've very kind it. and I appreciate that one more question before we wrap things up we're in wine country you're a winemaker other than your own wine and the wine that you're drinking right now what do you like to drink at home Oh, champagne. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hesitate with that, with that uh, comment. Okay, I, woman I after I my own heart. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love rosé, too, but I, I like to make rosé. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, those are, you know, those are my two most fav favorite. I am a wine girl, and whenever anybody asks me what I like, I say I like all wines, but bubbles and rosé are my most favorite. <laughs> they pair with everything. Well, then we're going to dinner and lunch more often. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so good to know. Yeah, thank you. Erin, um, let's wrap things up with five quick questions. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. They're very lighthearted. I promise. Ready? Yep. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, I drive a Jetta Volkswagen. Um, it's a white car, and so we call it Bella Bechamel oh because after bechamel sauce because it's so white. So cute. Last piece of candy you ate. Oh, gosh. Um Probably a Twix or, oh, oh no, it was an M&M, a chocolate M&M. Uh, &M. Okay. Yeah. Last magazine you read? Hmm. Does standing in the grocery store line count? What was it? <laughs> standing in the grocery store line count? No. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, Sonoma Style or San Francisco. Um, magazine? Yeah, Sonoma Style, I think, was the last one I read. Sonoma about, Style? Um, or I think it's called Sonoma Style. The Sonoma Magazine, the it's like San Francisco okay. has one, but like it's about um, wine and uh, Marla Bedrosian, who's a oh. friend. Uh, she has a beautiful article. Of, oh, or that was San Francisco Magazine. San Francisco. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. San Francisco. Um, Marla's in the book too, folks. <laughs> um, fourth question. One of your all-time favorite movies. Oh, Meet Me in St. Louis. Aw. <laughs> Last I question. I love Judy Garland. <laughs> Last question. What is one of your favorite songs to dance to? Oh. Um, I love Factory Girl by uh, Rolling Stones. Okay. I think it's a great song. And it's hard to, yeah, it's not a traditional song to dance to, but it's, it's really a great song. And 
I loved <laughs> dancing to it when I would listen to it at the jukeboxes. <laughs> okay. Erin, so much fun to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.